Hey everyone, I'm Sierra. And I'm Elijah. And this is Nomadic, Nomadic Living. Living. A new weekly podcast all about seasonal working and the interesting folks you meet along the way. So join us each week as we interview new guests to learn all about them and their personal experiences with seasonal work. Thank y'all so much for listening. And now let's get into this week's show. Good morning, everyone. We are here with Nick from the Pisca Inn, who is a cook. I don't know if you have a cook title, actually, or what that is. But yeah, I don't really know what to call what I do. I guess I always just put, like, line cook or prep cook on my resume because yeah. most of my jobs have just been doing kitchen stuff, but I'm not always consistently on the line. So, yeah. like, especially in high school, like... I would just work and alternate around these three restaurants and do prep stuff all the time. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I noticed you do a lot of prep back there in the kitchen. I know you'll hop on the line and help Benji out, but you also do a lot of the prep a lot of the time. So, does yeah. it get yeah. does it get a uh, like repetitive, repetitive and like annoying sometimes when you see what your prep is for the day? Because I used to work at a place that have a big board every day, and it would be like, dang it, got to make this again. Or yeah. is it pretty? Yeah, have you not been there long enough to really? You well, know. we've got a prep list, and it gets, I mean, I get bored at jobs pretty quick, yeah. but a lot of the time, you go down the list, and it, it really helps if you're not doing the same stuff every day. Yep. Like today, it, or here, I always tend to be the one to like load the freezer in the morning when I'm working, yeah. and it's just because it's the first thing that I do, and I don't mind that. It kind of gives me a little structure, and I can like start faster, Yeah. because yeah. what we do is we've got our prep, but our prep is enough that we can just work our way down the list, and then by the time the list is up, it's, it's only an hour or two into the day. Oh, nice. So then it's different stuff, and we're just alternating and rotating around what we need. Sometimes if it's a truck day, we unload the truck. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. See, because my prep for the day, would I would be like the only guy. It would be literally my... It, we already have like two cooks in there, and it was the type of job that was like a Cadoba. You know what that is? Like those... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one? Like Chipotle? Chipotle. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a Chipotle, but it's home-owned. But there was only like two cooks in the back, and we had to do all the prep while keeping the line full. So we like yeah. we try to keep the line full, and then we try to go back over and then keep making our pico or the whatever and yeah. dicing all the tomatoes and stuff. But And so it'd be just, we'd walk in and see the board. It would say like four picos, three guacs. And we'd have to cut steak, like a big piece of steak. We'd have to cut it down and everything. And so... I hated that job, yeah. but because I didn't have enough of the other stuff, like you're saying, you get to bounce around and do things. I feel like that's pretty ideal for being in the kitchen instead of just being like, well, you're only going to be on the line or whatever. It's kind of yeah. nice to do a few things for your brain. Oh, yeah. Well, I had a really cool like job in high school where I did that. And I just, because it was, so this one guy who was a chef in the area owned three different restaurants in the county, and they were all like 30 minutes from the other one. If you don't mind my asking, what kind of, where like where were you from? Uh, so I grew up in Lovettsville, Virginia, which nice. is like only a 10, 15 minute drive to the Maryland border. So oh, wow. we were constantly in like Brunswick, Maryland, like 20 minutes outside Harper's Ferry. So like the AT oh, cool. kind of runs right through the area. Um, That's sick. Yeah, it was nice. I, it was a good place to grow up. It's a really small town though. It's like yeah. Lovettsville, I think has a population of like 2,000. So it was like, and then... Um, after that, I moved down to like Stanton, Virginia after I graduated high school and then, um, moved to Asheville and Asheville has a population of like 9,000. 
So I still oh, haven't really? really lived anywhere crazy populated, but I'm just yeah. like slowly working. Slowly it working it up. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so you so you're working in the three different ones. You said it was like twenty minutes from what were you saying? Yeah, so one was a bistro in Lovettsville and one was a burger shop in Percival and one was a like a Mexican cuisine inspired place in Leesburg. And Leesburg, Percival and Lovettsville are all about thirty minutes away. Okay. But everything is so spaced out where I'm from that basically everywhere you're going is like 30 minutes. So my drive to school every day was 30 minutes. My oh. drive to work every day was 30 minutes. God, good. So I was just used to that. That was just how long a commute was to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it, I was just like driving on back roads all the time and it was, it was fun. But then that's cool. Yeah. And then the burger shop was like, my school was in Percival. So I could just get out of school and, drive over to the burger shop and some days all they would have me do is like prep patties and then they're Dang. like okay you're done for the day like that's all we needed some days they would call me in and be like we're slammed we have a, like a whole shipment of meat that came in and we used to get like it was all farm to table stuff so yeah. we get like local beef and they'd be like sometimes the delivery schedule was a little different so they'd be like we have a ton of beef we need a patty Dang. And I would go in and patty beef for like three hours, and that would be my day. Dang. That doesn't yeah. sound too shabby. Yeah, yeah. yeah just put the earbuds in. and It's true. Yeah. My first job when I was 15, I worked at Mo- oh, a pizza place. At Mo- it's called Mazio's, and a lot of people from Oklahoma and It's called uh, Mazio's, and if you're from no. Oklahoma, you can no. comment below which no pronunciation you No one that was raised properly <laughs> and has parents that love them call it <laughs> Mazio's. It's Mazio's. I worked there, thank you. But anyhow, I was 15, I was a cook, and, it, you know, I looking back at it, I would have no problem doing what I'm about to say, but at the time, it was just like, frick, and we had to um, prep dough for the pans, mm-hmm. but it was only like, it was a very small number, now looking back, it was like 45 pans or something that we would put, you know, you have to put the dough in a machine, and it flattens it at a certain angle, then you turn it, and you put it, and it flattens it out, you perforate it, put it on a pan, cut the rest off and keep going so it was a little yeah. bit of a process but it really wasn't bad but being my first job it was like ah oh, yeah. gotta go do that crap again but at the end of it, it was like nice i'm done i can go make pizzas now and go back to my job but i was yeah. a straight the cook i uh, did you know to do the full nine and i worked at a few places as a cook and i really i i enjoyed pretty much most of it there wasn't a, there was you know there's a few ups and downs here and there but I haven't been a cook in a while, so there's times I look back at y'all and y'all are having a good time doing a few things or cutting it up. I'm like, y'all, I'm kind of jealous. Y'all are having a good time back there, but yeah, it looks, it looks. What would you say enticing. the worst part of of it is of cooking here at Pisco specifically? Oh, you had your biggest con. Um, ooh, I was gonna ask his biggest con and his best. Um, that's we're on the right page here. Well, I was gonna say, in general, kitchen stuff. I think the biggest con is like being covered in food and especially if you work mm. a job like here it's nice because we don't have to do anything for dish normally you're always doing dish so stuff, true even if you have dishwashers oh really just, oh yeah there's so many dishes some your people are mm-hmm. rotating around oh, okay this is like the only place i've worked where i'm in a kitchen and i never have done dish. yeah nice. i've done dish like two days but they let me know beforehand when i'm gonna oh do really dish. yeah and well there's the, the first day was just um, after Rico left, so they just needed somebody to fill it, and I was like, "Oh, I, I totally don't mind. I already know where everything is." Yeah, I don't but, even remember Rico. <laughs> 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 oh, that feels like forever ago. 
I know. I was like, uh, Rico, but I was just going with it. Because, I mean, I guess there, there's, uh, there was a long time where you and I didn't work breakfast, breakfast or lunch. We were all dinners. And True. So. They did kind of do that to us. But that is a great point because I've every cook job I've worked at, 100%, it was a rotating. Mm-hmm. And it was always... It always seemed unfair from time to time. It's like, what the heck? Go, someone's, you go hire a dishwasher. Why are we having to go do We're stopping what we're doing. Are we having to take turns doing this and that? And it was always annoying. So that was, that's a good point. If I worked there in the back, never having to do dishes would be yeah, A-OK. And I watch y'all bring back your dishes at the end of the night. And I always picture, because we used to have to do that, you know, and it's always the pots, got to, you know, they're yeah. soak them or whatever y'all got to do back there. But usually you just get to go drop them off, go back to what you're doing. And our clothes is so easy too, especially breakfast, lunch. Yeah. We wipe everything down, we give it a line sweep, and we flip the line. Wow. And then we're done. So we can do all of our. Throw away all the mashed potatoes. Yeah, we do all the (laughs) clothes stuff in like the last 30 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not not bad at all. Do you know where that chocolate was there today on the uh, expo? I think Chef just had extra, so he melted some down and like just cracked it and made like a big. Interesting. Did, did y'all like because we got there late to lunch was like everyone eating on it yeah I like, got oh. a little small piece of blue, blue plate I got a biscuit and I melted some down on some butter Ooh. and chocolate on the biscuit because I didn't eat blue plate I, was, I wasn't feeling super good at breakfast came back relaxed went back up there but then I was like dang I'm kind of hungry now it slapped it was really good chocolate I don't know great. what I was just wondering why that was there that's the chocolate he uses for the French silk so it, I look like they're like little, almost like chocolate chips, but bigger, like nice little. Yeah. They're little melting they're ones like, like I would have used for the cake pops back home. Those are pretty good. Yeah, they're like I think these were bittersweet. <laughs> they were. They, they were, were definitely so, yeah. Like smooth. They like, were. I've set mine on my plate, and the plate was still so hot from sitting up in the window. Yeah. Or, it, wasn't hot, but the point is, just this yep. small amount of heat yeah. is already starting to melt on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Those are pretty good. That I hadn't had our bis- I haven't had our biscuits in a while, and there's something about the flavor that was slapping this morning. They've been cooking them really well lately. I don't know who's doing it. If it's you, if it's Justin, or who it is, but who's ever prepping those biscuits? Yeah. They're you know what I gotta say? The last I, think, few days. I think it was Alex. Oh really? Alex seems to turn out some pretty good biscuits. Y'all, I I don't know if they're different, or if it's the person pulling them out and putting them in, but morning time rolls at lunch. Mm-hmm. are so much fluffier and better like i want to eat them constantly when i'm looking at them but there's something about dinner time I they're like black people or not black they're like dark guys. colored gold yeah and they are, have a hard touch when you touch them with the tongs they don't bend in they're like a hockey puck almost oh. as how i think of it even though i know they're softer but there's something about that i'm like what the heck the I breakfast think... and lunch has got to figure it figured out yeah i think there might be a couple reasons for that i think that they're either setting the time for different than we set it because we cook the biscuits for five minutes okay or not the biscuits the dinner rolls the dinner rolls, yeah for, for the lunch time and then uh but we also when we prep them we lay them out in the sheet pan and we wrap them first and we do that at the start of the shift yeah so they've been sitting wrapped for a while i don't know if dinner wraps the rolls they might just be sitting on the sh- speed rack yeah that's a good and, like, point because the, that's what they seem like that's a good point. I bet that's 100% what it is. Because yeah. I always notice it. And when I first started, I thought they were different roles for different shifts. Oh, really? It's that different. That, I, like, I'm not joking. It, and it almost Which like goes from this size world. to this size. It's like it well, shrinks because of the hardness to the, I don't know. They Which might also be- just be cooking them longer. Yeah, yeah. well, in, in the beginning, Chef did make different roles. 
Oh, Daily. He, oh, he did. So I don't know if the, I don't know if they're changing. I thought that was a there, thing for a second. It used to be a flavor in them that was different. That he would do like a tomato and basil. He would do just the, like just the basil and oregano, or like there was different flavors he was doing. So I used to have to go back. I had numerous tables asking what the flavors were, and I'd go back and ask, and they'd be different, different shifts. So but he no, does make those, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. The rolls. Yeah. yeah. No. We, okay. Chef, well, then he has it them. points because 100%. That's what it, he used to make them. We, because we're getting, we got told stuff when we first, I, but then it's like, I wonder if that was even this season. But in my mind, when we started. You only worked here one season? No, I know, but when he says he used to, I'm like, that was this oh. season, like he used to, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard at the start of the season he made the rolls. Yes. But we get them shipped in on the truck. Oh, okay. 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 So that yeah. explains, I was wondering lately, I feel like I'd never seen any flakes of stuff in him. I used to see flakes of I stuff in I thought that him. too, but then I was like, that's I why they were so much better that. in the beginning. His rolls went hard. Yeah. And that's when everybody would ask me the flavors, and I'd go back. It was our first like month and a half, and I'd go back and I'd ask, and nobody asked anymore, but I just figured nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> Benji told me whenever, during a breakfast shift, and I tell everybody this, one, I say it because I hate having to cook. We know we have to cook our own toast. So I, if they can pick a biscuit over the toast, God bless. That's the move. So I say, do you want toast or a homemade biscuit? Oh. That's the key word yeah. to get them. And then I it's like, because he told me, no, but Benji told me. I said, uh, they, someone asked me, and I went to ask when I first started. I said, Benji, are these homemade? He said, yeah. You know, he talked, yeah, man. Got here early uh, this morning, uh, so and so. And he said it like angry, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> and I just walked off. But nope. That's hilarious. No, they're just the frozen biscuits. They're like Pillsbury. That's why. They yeah. told me. Everybody tells me to tell everybody the cobbler and the apple pie are homemade, and they're not. But when I've asked, they're like, yeah, tell them they are. And I'm like, but they're not. <laughs> I see them coming out. I heard out Taylor of the- really hypes that up. She was saying that she's. Talks about they go foraging for the blackberries and everything. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I let him know. <laughs> Going up to graveyard fields. I actually didn't know they weren't homemade. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not. It's, the only it's ones devastating. homemade. If I'm if I'm if I'm and I may I be wrong, but under my them. impression, the only thing homemade we actually have dessert wise is the French silk. Yeah, oh my gosh! Is really good. Because the late they'll say even today this is exactly what they say. Well, the homemade ones, you know, I want to stick with the homemade one. Yeah. And that, so it's like they they really well, are in it. Apple pie doesn't even say homemade. It says home baked, and everybody just takes that. Well, yeah. I uh, mean, we do bake it here. It's baked the... in our home in our microwave. True. Yeah. True. Well, okay, but, but that that's disappointing. But I for I, for some reason I thought I remember the other day seeing a big pot. It looked like almost like blackberries. I was like, oh, there's the filler. They're doing their thing. I the blueberry have... butter. Blueberry like butter is homemade. Anybody listening homemade. at home, yeah. we're giving away all of Pisca's secrets right now on a podcast. But, I the, well, but people, they need to know. People need to know for sure because most restaurants. What if they never invite us back, guys? Yeah. It's true because when you read the fine line, but also this is another thing that I'm always nervous about that I think I'm lying about when they say what's your what's your house dressings? Yeah. Ranch and peppercorn. So peppercorn is our house dressing. We don't make it in house. Why it's our house, I don't know, but it is our house dressing hands down. That is what we were. But that's taught. not that's not my point. Then then let me rephrase that. What is the dressing you make in house? Okay. And I say peppercorn and ranch. Yeah. No, they ask all of my so specific spill is our when they what, what kind of dressing would you like on your salad? And they stare at me for a second like, okay, so our house dressing is gonna be our parmesan peppercorn, super similar to Caesar. It's really great. Our ranch is homemade. And yeah. that, then I go from there. But I've never once told anybody. And it's not. I've taken our label out of the peppercorn ingredients to people. Because it's not. It's our house dressing. That's what. 
That's heartbreaking, man. But it makes the house dressing good. that's homemade, for sure the trout, just because it's local. Yeah, That's like definitely. a big... The, I plug everything on one truck except for the trout. The trout. Nice. That is a big... The only thing is that one lady mentioned like two days ago, and she went, I'm going to act like you didn't get this from a farm. I'm like, well, yeah. I said, no, I, I said, no, I was up early this morning and I caught it myself. <laughs> and they always laugh at it. Like, I've said that plenty of times. But I don't like, what do you want us to? Well, I don't. I don't think people understand trout farms, too. Yeah. I think that they think it's like tilapia farms versus free range. Where oh, it's like yeah. there's like a cruelty aspect or something. Yeah. But with trout yeah. farms, it's a, you've got it. It's a stocked, like, source of water. It's yeah. as natural as, yeah. like, the fish have a great quality of life. Yeah, yeah. and they're getting fed, getting fattened up. I, know, I think a lot of people... And I, cause yeah. I did this for a little bit in the beginning when somebody first asked me if it was farmed or whatever. I'm like, I said the opposite of farmed. Like, oh, it was good. But I'm thinking people, I almost thought they meant like tilapia. Whereas, you know, tilapia is not real. You know, it's not, it's not a natural fish. Like it's, what is tilapia? It's just bad for you. It's all bad for you because it's like Til- fake fish. Tilapia? Yeah. Tilapia? Why is it fake? I don't, I don't know, but it's fake. Like, it's not like, it's, it's horrible fish for you. I don't know. I should look it up more. But I remember Mary yelling at like me. I tilapia, we get, I used to get down to, we, uh, we do all the time. And it's horrible for you because it's not a real naturally. Oh, it's a feeder fit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. It's so I like think a, sometimes people may get that in their mind where they're thinking of farmed. Yeah. And they think of like, you know, I don't know. I'd have it's to. It's like fish that are. GMO or yes, something. Yes, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's That's all, it's true. All. That's what I wonder if they're thinking that it's like a they're farmed or full of some chemicals, mm-hmm. which I don't, they're not, right? They're just a fish in a yeah. pond that you're being fed and you're Honestly, watching them. Unfortunately, nowadays, it's probably true that if you're getting fish from a farm, they take care of the water quality, whereas something wild caught, there's so much pollution nowadays. Who knows how yeah. healthy the fish are? That's true. That's true. a really good point. But I wonder if you go to the French broad, where it's all full uh, of E. coli, and you catch a fish, and you go home and you cook it. Fish I know, like you probably die. Really, well, yeah. I know you don't like, you're not supposed to, you know, be in it. But I wondered if you could like no. cook the germs. Out you're of not it. supposed to be in it because you get sick. Imagine how long something that's been in there swimming for their whole life, and you eat it. Well, if you can purify water from boiling it, and then you yeah. sear the fish in a pan, I would think that the water would boil, and that's where all the germs are. Yeah. But I don't know enough about maybe plausible, fish but I'm still not eating them. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's risk like I wasn't it. gonna drink the colch because it's from the French broader. Yeah. I mean, is it the colch? Well, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's from the French broader. You're wild river. for thinking it was the water. I know. I was imagining them sucking it out, and making beer, and I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> People are drinking this, and it's advertised on the can. I was so confused. Is um. Is Voodoo Ranger made locally here? Or yeah. is that just something? Because they were just on a YouTube local. video I was watching. Some guys from California, they were sipping on it. Well, because like, they have different breweries other places, but we have a brewery here where they make it locally. Ah, That's whack. I thought it was only, only here. No, I think the only actual local beer is the Pisca. I would assume, but I don't know. Yeah. But so speaking of Pisca, again, we... We've... Well, Highland. Highland is an Asheville beer. Oh, and it, it, it's yeah. just Asheville, like it's not anywhere else? Uh, I don't know if they have other locations, but it's definitely founded in Asheville. Oh, They've nice. Like found it here. in Nashville and everything, and you see the trucks all the time. And it's oh, said, cool. I, I'm sure it says something about, like, beer. Nice. Asheville, local. We should definitely. I feel like there's up. none of that in where we're from in Oklahoma. But speaking of local really? and Pisca and all this all this stuff, um, there is, by the way, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> But um, what brought you here to Pisgah specifically? Ooh. So, you know, you're from Virginia. Yeah. How'd you get here? Okay. So, 
how well I moved to the area uh, last year last summer I moved to Asheville and I was taking classes at AB Tech and originally had planned to go to Warren Wilson with my girlfriend and my roommate because we all we were living in my first apartment in Stanton Virginia we applied to Warren Wilson we all got in but it was a little bit pricier for me and my girlfriend and then uh, my roommate Quinn he went but Maddie and I moved to Asheville we were like We'll wait it out. We'll see how he enjoys the school. Maybe we'll consider it. Yeah. And get a better in-depth like view of the school. And sure. it seems like a really cool school. They've got a lot of good like farm and sustainable uh, sustainability cool. programs and stuff. Nice. But I ended up going to AB Tech and taking some sustainability classes there. And I'm gonna go back in the spring for like ceramics and culinary stuff. Oh, nice. cool. Yeah. And probably more of the sustainability, depending on my course load. Nice, nice. So that's how you got to Asheville. How? What made you apply here to Pisgah and decide to come up here and live on the mountain? I feel like I know. Yeah. Um, well, so I had gone up back up to Virginia to hike the AT for a little bit. Oh, okay. And I was supposed to do a two-week stretch with my uh, friend and coworker from Asheville, and then my like childhood friend Hunter. Nice. And we. Um, after we came back from that, we the trip got cut early because one of the guys got off the trail after the first night. And uh, what we didn't realize was when he got off, he took four nights worth of our food. <gasps> and we had mailed packages at different post offices so we could resupply and not have to carry all of our food. Dang, we didn't have smart. enough food to make it to the first mail drop. Oh, my gosh. So we ended up doing like another three nights and then we ran out of food we just got off but it was still super cool dang yeah i want to applaud you for your thoughts and the effort put into mailing them to post offices along the way that is genius i would have never learned that from a book i forget the name of the author but it's called a walk in the woods and they actually made a movie about it and uh, it was just about these two like really old guys that decided to do the at and this guy wrote a book about how they did it and what they thought through, and I just remembered that. Dang, oh, that's, awesome. yeah. that's smart. Because that's a pretty common practice. Is people will do that, so they don't have to carry all their food, and it saves you from spending money. Because the AT cuts through towns all the way down, like oh, Harpers okay. Ferry. It cuts right through Harpers Ferry. You can buy food and stuff there. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I always wonder whenever you see people talking about hiking all these crazy trails. That's one of my first thoughts is. How can you pack enough food in your backpack to make it through without being yeah. so dang heavy? Yeah. And getting, I don't know, like if, you know, bear, I guess, not, I guess wildlife's not really a problem with your food. You got to have it regardless. Yeah. But that's, that's smart. But yeah. what the heck? Your friend took the wrong trail? Or what'd you say? He got he off left. the trail? Or he, he just took all their food. He didn't, yeah. He, after the first night, he was like, I'm not ready for this. Ah, uh, and just fucking. But I'm ready to out. eat four days worth of food for three people. However many well, he didn't eat it. He just had, we all he had, had food split up in our packs. And when he uh, got off, we were like, the first thing we all thought about was the med kits. We were like, we want to make sure that everyone has a med kit because yes. our original plan was just he was going to carry one. Yeah. And then. After you decided to get off, I was like, well, thank God we all remembered to pack our own med kits. Mm -hmm. And then I wasn't even thinking about the food. So it was kind of my fault because. Okay, he wasn't thinking about it either. I I thought you were saying he just like said, F y'all, and I'm taking the food. No, no, it was like all good. No, I wasn't mad at him. I was just just like, all right, well. I was kind of frustrated because like I had been telling him, like, 
you need to train for this and yeah. i had been training for like months before and he uh was like no all the, the the hike is gonna be the workout is what he oh, said oh no like, s- underestimating what this is gonna be what like. a horrible and mentality doing they call it the roller coaster it's the fourth hardest stretch of the entire at and it's the hardest stretch in virginia because it's just straight up and straight down and straight up and straight uh. down. So we crossed like several mountains, even in the four days we were on there. And we ended up finishing the roller coaster. Wow. So we got nice. that part completed. That's cool. But like with water too, um, it's like you resupply your food and you resupply your water. You don't just start carrying how much you need. Yeah. And on the roller coaster, it's great because at the bottom of every single hill and mountain, there's a water source. Oh, so wow. We can refill and we have water pumps and everything. That's awesome. That sounds Dang. insane and so intense, though. You know, we work with Joe. or Joe, you actually didn't get to meet Joe, but he's Paul's significant other. Yeah. And um, they do a lot of backpacking and hiking, and we haven't had to have one of them on yet. We're going to do Joe over a Zoom call, and we'll get Paul in before we leave. But that's so interesting to hear your take on it because I've always been intrigued. Yeah. Like, how do you do how does it? How is it possible? I want to learn more about it, too. Yeah. There's so much. Like, there are people who really get into it, and they yeah. know a lot. But to answer your question, how I got to Pisgah <laughs> was after the trip got sh- cut short, I ended up staying with my folks in Virginia for a couple of days. And we were like, we, we're not going to bother getting back on the trail at this point. It was raining the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. We didn't know when we were going to like start. Yeah. So we just I was like, all right. And then I like drove back down. Um, but my car broke down. Didn't have a place to stay because I had moved out of my apartment before we did the hike. Oh, man. The original plan, because I had two cars. One of them we had completely spray painted. It was like a junk car I had since high school. (laughs) And I was like, this doesn't, this barely works. It's not a reliable car. So I drove it back up to my parents' house in Virginia, and we were going to hike all the way down or as far as we could back to Asheville. So I didn't have to use a car. So I could just leave it up there. That's awesome. So that was the original plan. But then when it got cut short, I was able to get a ride back down had my other car and a head gasket blew oh. so i was like oh, no. i don't have a car i need to get a job and i need to get a place to stay because i was expecting to be on the at for significantly longer dang and, yeah. uh, i hung out in my girlfriend's apartment for like a week thought about cool works because i heard about cool works when i was 17 and lived in or didn't live in visited alaska for a little bit with my parents oh cool and uh we stopped at this place called the Creekside Cafe and talked. To, we had this super great server. We ended up going back there several days, and he told us about like cool works and how it works. And I just remembered it, had That's it in the back baby. of my mind. And then I was like, "All right, well, let me see what's closest to me, because then I won't have to like move all my stuff." Yeah. This was Smart. forty minutes away from where I had been living, and I was like, "Okay, place to stay is crossed off, and job is crossed off, and I won't even need my car." Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Five minute walk. Contacted me the next day, and they did, I didn't have to call anyone for an interview. They were just like, "When can you start?" What? Yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. crazy. I've ne- I don't think we've so well. I don't know that we know of anyone else's other than servers because I thought Tara interviewed everyone, but maybe not. I mean, I guess not clearly, but I mean, she she does interview some. I know she's interviewed housekeepers and things because I okay. walked in on her. But but Ian probably in charge of the kitchen. Yeah, I'm sure he totally has full reign over who he that's hires. That's awesome. What's well, what a lit. And I mean, God bless Pisgah for I. Did you know about living where you work and stuff before this? Was that like a, just a thing you've always known about, or just because well, he the server? Worked in Alaska. Well, you, 
Okay, yeah, yeah. He told you that he lived there. But I guess that was Alaska. Did you really think it would hit home that close? Because in Oklahoma... No, I didn't if, realize how, like, there's, they're in every state. Yeah. 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 See, we, have you ever looked in Oklahoma? Because if we saw... Yeah, there's, like, none in Oklahoma. I will say that. I think if, I think there may have been one. I can't remember. I definitely looked up Oklahoma on Coolworks. I think I literally said one post. And I clicked it's, on it. I and mean, it was like, it's yeah. not a really a seasonal state, so it makes sense, but... It's wild to think, you know, that you could have been in a place and 40 miles away, there is a seasonal opportunity to go live at. They feed oh, yeah. you, they Which pay you. Which I will you. say, just to put it back home for us, there was one in St. Louis. Really? Yeah, I yeah. told you about applying, but and I'm, I, we talked about it at the time. I, I understand why. And you lived there? Yeah, you lived there. But the thing Crazy. for us, the reason why we chose not to apply for that one was simply because close. we wanted, yeah, we, we were trying to get away. I just lost my best friend. We get, A lot was happening in our lives. And like, we just want to get away. Mm. And so that's why we didn't do that one. But we yeah, did talk, I okay, did I do remember it. that feeling. It was so a spawn retreat type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's to my brain for some reason when it's close, it almost is like, ugh another job it's probably gonna suck whatever it's it's almost like the thrill of the move in the in this crazy new state everything's wild that's gonna if anything that's not super positive about it well at least we got that to lean on so if it's right next to us it's kind of like it's another freaking job yeah but i didn't think up the idea of going to nantucket and maine and all these places (laughs) and we're and i'm like st louis we're an hour away from there why do we want to go there (laughs) to and for some reason I don't remember ever really thinking about living there. It was almost like, yeah, we can go work there and we'll get our own home or something. But there's something, something nice about having a home provided. No, you know, lease, no landlord. I mean, you know what I mean, whatever. It's just, it's a nice concept. And knowing that there's an end date, we're here to make our money. On to the yeah. next one. We can come back if we want. Yeah, and that kind of, like earlier you had mentioned, Nick, and um, was how you get bored at jobs really easy. Oh, yeah. And that's like a huge, that's one thing that really appealed to me with seasonal work is because you know like he said there's an end date you're yeah. leaving and there's something else you don't have to worry. like you can start to get burnt out but you always know but it's only for this amount of time long yep. i only have this much time left of being this burnt out then i'm going to something new yeah. opposed to like i just have to quit and find a new job or i have to start applying a new job yep. and like i don't know back home i loved our job but it was it was easy to get burnt out and i hated yeah. it at points and but, but it was also hard to think like we're comfortable literally whenever i've I always say this, but I can't remember if she always corrects me, but I feel like whenever I first got with her, she mentioned going to... We have been together for about t- almost two years. I feel like I've been with her for 30 years. We had just moved into the house in Glenpool. Well, God bless. For about a year, And I she guess. mentioned going to this I- Mackinac Island in Michigan, and it was like, what are you... We have a nice home. We have a good job. What are you talking about? What? Like... Oh, and I just left. It was even like it was almost like she was just saying it, kind of like "what if." It's like, yeah, what if? Cool. And then on with the next. And we, I just, you know, yeah. It was never a real thought in my brain that we would. That was something that up for us. Never so often, every few months, we but, lose his job in Alaska. I bring it up to him. And <laughs> we, but if it wasn't for my brother giving us an offer to go work for him while he opened up a new business in Missouri. That worked out well for us for about six months or so. And we were living with him in his basement. It was like our own little apartment. And my best friend, he was the three of us. We moved up. and um, But it was getting to where we weren't going to be needed much longer. To where we are going to either be going back to Oklahoma, which was going to be fine. Or we are going to go to St. Louis because my best friend just got with a girl that was from St. Louis. So I was like, and I didn't, we didn't really want to do that. But we didn't want to leave RD high and dry. So I was like, well, dang it. And then Sierra just randomly mentioned it again, and it was like, oh my, and we had put all of our stuff in storage, you know, we didn't have our home anymore, so we, it wasn't the thought of, well, 
what are we going to do with all of our stuff? It's like, we're already packed and ready. Where yeah. are we, we going to go right now? And uh, so seasonal work just worked out perfectly for us. But the thought of us, we had multiple options to go to, opposed to, you know, you had your one that was close and really convenient and it made a lot of sense. We had a decent amount, and so it's just crazy how world links us together. It's like, well, we chose the right one. Here we are. We met Nick, and you came from Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Frankie came from Virginia, too. And uh, Alex, but before that, I think Alex was in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Marsha thought... came from Virginia, too. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. We got a few of them. Oh, yeah. So I've what never been to Virginia, too. Who huh? Mark. Oh, really? Originally, originally, yeah. Mark's been all we... over the freaking world. That one, yeah. him and his wife are wild. They have a blog. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he, uh, his wife had a blog. It's been a few years since they posted, but she was doing it quite a bit for years, about five years, I think. It's called, um, so his name's Mark, of course, and then her name's Mary, and the blog is On Your Mark, Get Mary, Go. My sister's name. And it's pretty name. cool. I love it. I think yeah. it's the coolest name. I have a sister named Mary and a brother named Mark. <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> He does, yeah. That's it, it may be both of them. But so um, what do you plan to do? So this is, a, you know, obviously, like you said, you just needed something for the time being. Um, the season's yeah. ending, you know, before too That's long. True. What, what are your RIP, plans? dude. Sad thought, but what I is know. the plan? Well, okay, yeah, I'm a little slacking on my winter plans because I am I'm gonna go back up to Virginia at some point, see my folks. But um, Howie had talked to me about the hurricane. Do it, Florida. dude. Do it. Yeah. I wanted. I want to. If I didn't every have a podcast lineup. guest we have over the next few weeks, we send with it. We, we, we did on, too. We were sending. I'm, we told I want to send everyone. I want y'all to do it, and yeah. I want y'all to be stay connected, and then we get to come be part of y'all's connection, or y'all come visit us because there's. I feel like it's a special a thing. Podcast. Yes, a hundred percent. Because we have something really nice lined up to where we don't have the luxury of being able to just say, well, let's go ahead and take a month and a half to go do this just because we don't want to mess up our chances where we're at. But that would be wonderful for you guys, all of you guys getting together. Good money, being able to just go in and on Airbnb like you're talking about. And you're doing the Lord's work. I was going to set up the hammock. (laughs) (laughs) And you're in Florida. Dude, and that was one thing I went, we had to talk about. But we need to finish this thought. But there's a big thought about Nick in a hammock that I was. I was about to say, yeah. Oh. This is, what anybody I need to listening? tell you guys my iguana hunting story when I okay. slept in a hammock in Florida. Too. You, you hunted iguana? Oh, have I not mentioned this at all before? No. I don't think so. okay. I didn't even know you had been to Florida. Oh, I was born in Florida. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in Virginia. Okay, I say I'm from Virginia because we moved there when I was like six. But leading up to that, we I lived in Florida for like the first year of my life, so not really enough to remember. But my dad grew up there; his family is all there, so we were down there all the time. Nice. After I was older, we moved to Virginia for when I was like three. Moved out to Nevada for a bit for a couple of years, hmm. and then moved back to Virginia. And then since then, I've just been moving around to different spots. Nice. Okay, nice. Yeah, but Nevada was pretty cool. I've got a lot of like weird. It's weird because a lot of my core memories are just in a completely different like biome, you know? It's yeah. Like the the mountains in Nevada are completely different. Like they're just dirt and it's like the trees are all pine trees and it's no. just it looks totally it's like not here soil is rich, there's moss everywhere, yep. you can grow fruit and vegetables yeah. and stuff. It's just totally different. Wow. It's like but, dry and like Yeah. Do you go to Las Vegas while you were down there? Uh yeah, but I was like five (laughs) you were hitting the strip (laughs) yeah we went to salt lake city a lot which was cool nice but uh 
yeah, and then I came back to Virginia, and I uh, forgot what I was saying before. You're saying uh, you're uh, iguana. Oh, the iguana, iguana hunting! Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, so iguanas are invasive in Florida. Yes. Oh, okay. And I was I for a very long time have been very like my environmental science was like what I really wanted to go into, but I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do career wise with that. It's more yeah. just an interest to me. Okay. But I, I'm like definitely big on uh, ecology and like understanding the ecosystem and stuff. Cool. And invasive species it, or it's like a huge phenomenon where something gets introduced to an environment and it can completely throw it off. Yeah. So in the case with uh, the iguanas in Florida, they are eating all the foliage and uh, it's causing a lot of erosion. So like in the hurricane season, there's going to be mm-hmm. more damage. Because they're eating all these plants, and the roots are what hold the soil together. Oh, so man. we're going to see a lot more hurricane damage because the iguana populations are doubling like every year. Oh wow! And this is a huge crisis. So like the state just wants them gone, Dang. and you can get you can just go down and sh- shoot as many as you want, no permit <laughs> or anything. They used to have a bounty program, and I think they stopped it for a little while, but I- I'm not sure if it's going again. But they used to have like they would pay like seven to eight dollars per iguana. What? Yeah. Let's talk so, about a side hustle. And I got thirty <laughs> in two days. We, we were hunting for two days and we got thirty. Holy of, more crap! More than thirty of them. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was raised in the country. Yeah. I enjoy hunting things. That sounds like a blast. Dude, I want to do more invasive species hunting like all across the country and then like write about it. Like, Dude, that'd be so awesome! Hey, we buy your books. Plan. What a badass career plan! That That's really sick. That. But I have to. There's a lot of like research I have to do with that, and like I've got like a lot of my family is like big into guns, but not my, like my parents never really had guns. Yeah. So I've always been interested in learning how to like use guns and how to hunt. Yeah. There's just nothing that I really grew up with. Yeah. So I have to. It's and there's a like a lot of people know how to hunt. And it helps when you've got the family history. All my yeah. friends know how to hunt. Yeah. But if you like try to look this stuff up, there's a lot of good resources online. But it's kind of a difficult thing to like learn about. See, yeah. that's like true. you have to be in it already to know. I can imagine. Like, and the laws are all weird. Like they're di- very specific and yeah. different in all the states. And to do this, I have to travel to different states, learn about the bounty programs, and those are always changing. Yeah. So it's like. And the different laws in each state. Permits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But after you learn it all and just be able to write about it and teach and show your, that would be, oh, I would yeah. read the shit out of it. That I would think be it'd sick. Be super cool. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. My brother's. I'm, I've always, I'm like the least knowledgeable when it comes to it because I was the youngest. I have, um, we're five, I'm one of five boys and my uh, siblings and the, all the rest of them, they're quite a bit older. Josh is just a little bit older, but um, the, he would take me with him. One of them, Mark Kalen, actually her dad, Mark, he would take me with him a few times to go like, we'd fill the deer feeders and do a few things. We on the four wheelers out in the woods. So we had like 240 acres out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. which was perfect hunting land and stuff. But I was always, I never, I was just young, so I never really got to go do much actual hunting yeah. for actual big game. But my brother, some of my younger brothers with me, we would go do, um, we'd go hunt for snakes or, you know, birds or some random things. But it was just the thrill to hunt looking out there for it. Yeah. It was so much fun. But to actually have, 30 things that you could find in two nights. And yeah, so like, what, were the hun- what was the hunting story? What was okay. And are, are they on, like, the beach? Or are they just, like, in people's neighborhoods? 
they're like in populated areas so okay. we're not using real firearms we're, we're using air rifles because they don't have a firing pin and laws are different for okay like cool that. so it's not technically a firearm yeah and we actually had a run-in with the police because of it <laughs> but, okay so <laughs> i gotta i have to back up a little bit because more like the iguanas they're eating all the foliage and stuff and a big problem with invasive species is we don't really understand like what the consequences are going to be until they happen. Yeah. Mm. So, um, we go down there and we were, it was just something that had interested me for a really long time hearing about it, having family in Florida. And they're always talking about the iguanas. And after I learned that you could hunt them, I was like, well, I want to go down there and try this and just see if we can. Yeah. Cause and we we just did it. Me and my roommate Quinn, we he bought a truck and he fixated it so he could live in the back of it. Like he put it in the bed and everything, and had like a shelf system installed nice. that rolled out. And uh, it wasn't anything crazy. We didn't have like a cooking setup. It was really primitive. Primitive. I had a 2002 GMC Yukon, so just this big blue SUV. Nice. That was the one we ended up painting. I just. Uh, took the back seats out. It was it had three rows of seats. I took the back ones out, laid the other ones down. I cut the rug from my old apartment to fit the back of the car Heck and laid yeah. that down, <laughs> threw my sleeping bag in it, and then like a trunk for my clothes and stuff, and then threw in the air rifle and then a couple other things, and then just drove and lived in that for a little bit. That's so cool. I Dang. drove down to my girlfriend's uh, place because she grew up in – like south south carolina so i grew up the very top of virginia and she lived in the very bottom south carolina so when we met the first six months we were like doing long distance which was a pain (laughs) and then we she moved to virginia for school moved back to south carolina hadn't seen her for a bit so i was like i'm gonna drive a week early met up with her and then i left my car there and we took Quinn's truck the rest of the way to save on the gas. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So I just minimized what I had, put it in his truck, and then the whole time that we drove through Florida, um, I was sleeping in the bed of the truck, or not in the bed of the truck. He was sleeping in the bed of the truck. I was sleeping in the cab, which was really cramped because it was a small like, uh, 2003 I think Ford Ranger. Oh, like dang. Compact little Dude, yeah. ranges are small. Yeah, I was sleeping in that, and I'm six foot, so I'm crumpled up Jeez, in there. Jeez, bless and your heart. Oh, yeah, that sucks. And suck. there's an armrest thing that my legs are over, mm. and it was horrible. So one of the days, we're driving down, and it was after one of our hunt days. We were like, let's drive a little bit inland to see if there's iguanas there, which was kind of stupid of us, because if you think about Florida, like, it's a lot of swamp land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But inland, there's not a lot of iguanas around. They want to be where there's like water and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where there's like fruit and people for eating trash and stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So we just drove out. We see it's all farmland and we're like, all right, let's gonna let's turn back. There's like a nature reserve. So we're like, we could drive mm. through here and see if we can get out into like kind of the boonies and see if they're nesting out there. Smart, smart. And we drove through. We saw a lot of gators and a lot of other wildlife. Dang. It was really cool. But we, it's all one road, and we drive down this road, and the GPS says there's another road to connect. And we get all the way there, and we, our plan was to gas up at the gas station at the intersection and then keep driving and then stay somewhere for the night. Yeah. We get all the way down the end of the road, and our gas tank's almost empty, and it's dark out at this point, and there's a chain across the road, and it's 
there's uh, two ponds on either side of it, so there's no way around it. What? And it's because that other road where the GPS didn't tell us is it was Native American reservation territory, and we weren't allowed on that. So that's where the gas station was, too. Oh, so we couldn't get gosh. there. And we were like, we might run out of gas on the drive home because we don't know if we're going to have enough gas to get back. Oh, we're not really no. paying attention to that sort of thing. We're just yeah. kind of winging it. And uh, we're like, okay, we're going to camp here for the night so we can figure this out when it's daytime. And uh, there's no trees in this reserve to hang the hammock from. So that's uh, what we had. And uh, it so what we did was I hung one end to the truck hitch, like the trailer hitch. Yeah. And there was one sign that said Native American. <laughs> and I hung it from the sign. So my butt's just barely off the ground. <laughs> and I'm basically kind of over the water, too, where all the gators are at. Oh, so my I'm gosh. I'm comfortable with the situation already. I just didn't want to sleep in but the cabin again. should be a picture, like Dude, an album cover. I was going to say, it was now in the your thing. Your cover. Flash forward <laughs> to the Nick that we know fully hammocked out he's got it he's he's fully vetted oh yeah and a flashback tv on a sign by gators a couple summers ago this was uh june of 2021 thanks so yeah covid still being rampant yeah wow so last summer like not this past summer but the summer before it was the spring Okay, oh. yeah, because I'm confusing myself because I'm saying summer, but we did it in the spring. Oh, okay. And I actually went down to Florida for a little bit b- between the AT and moving here, and oh, okay. I was further north and later in the season, yeah. and only saw like one. And okay. I shot it, and it fell into a river, and I lost it. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so how do you sleep that night? How that so, okay, so with that story, um, I had a bug net with that hammock. It was nice. Quinn's hammock. It wasn't mine. But I zipped it up, and there's so many bugs in Florida and in the swamps mm-hmm. that they're already stuck in there with me. Oh, so now oh I'm my god! I'm sleeping in a bug net full of mosquitoes, <laughs> and I already attract mosquitoes like crazy. You, and so do I. I tell him all the time. I have Blood. scars all over my arms every year at summer camp as a kid. I just got bit and had scars oh, all over. Oh man! And. Uh, they was this was no different. They're all in there with me, and they're biting me from the bottom of the hammock on the outside too. And uh, I'm getting crap. swollen up. And the next day, my arms are like sore, and I feel like feverish, like I'm exhausted because of how much like oh my Dude. blood they took from you. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. That is wild. And uh, but at we least just it wasn't a gator. But... I know, and I'm covered in iguana blood. I haven't showered. This is like the grossest I've ever been in my life. So I probably smell crazy and these gators are sleeping like right underneath <laughs> they're like this is my kind of guy yeah <laughs> oh luckily they didn't think that because here we have to sit with us very true i know Papa i was bless. very concerned about it and i i slept with my machete up in the hammock with me because i thought that was gonna do something <laughs> but it's there's nothing if a gator bit me through the bottom of the hammock i'm i'm gone yeah but where'd your friend sleep he slept in the truck bed. Yeah, like, he, had the, he had the nice cab the, or the bed because he didn't want to sleep in the cab. He was too cramped. With him because he also hasn't been showering and yeah. he's also oh, covered so in his yeah. water blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, there's no and it's a Ford Ranger. It's like this wide yeah, of a pickup bed. You want to yeah. you know, at least smell the fresh air, even if you're getting bit yeah. up and eaten by crocodiles. Like, but what? The, How'd you guys get out of there? You said you, you worried about gas. We woke up in the morning and we had enough gas to get back. Nice. But we just nice. didn't know if that was going to be the case. And yeah. We just didn't want to take the gamble. Not worth the risk. Especially not in the middle of the night. Yeah. Out. But it was great. We got back and we stayed with uh, 
this guy that I had met on Instagram like years ago, like early in high school, because we both like ran. Uh, I had this one like page where I would talk about like environment, like radical environmentalism, like Earth First shit, and it was nice. like, really crazy. And a lot of it was some pretty strange takes, and the, some of it was a joke, and some of it wasn't. Yeah. But he had this account that he would just make these videos, and I had been following him for a very long time. And uh, he was like, oh, you're in Florida. Come pull up to my house. You can use my freezer to freeze these iguanas. And we did froze the iguanas so they would make it back up to Daytona, where we stayed with two of our friends who were actually – Quinted my summer camp counselors when we were kids. What? And now they live in Daytona, and one of them uh, fixes planes. And we got to hear all about his career and like how he just flies out and fixes a plane and flies back to Daytona. Oh, cool. And uh, his girlfriend uh, had been fostering possums. So we got back, and there was a bunch of baby possums that we got to play with. That's awesome. It was really cool. And then we were just cooking up iguanas. iguanas. You got your money. That's what I was going to ask if you eat the damn iguana. So we knew that um, our friends in Daytona would be able to supply a kitchen. So we we drove all the way up back to Daytona with the frozen ones. And then we got there, and I, like, skinned and processed them. And uh, one of them was this huge one that was, like, it, it was the biggest one we had. And it had a huge tail that had split off into three parts. What? Because it looked like the tail had been like half cut off, but not all the way severed. And they grew back. So the Dang. new tail grew back like a tree branch. And then it happened again. So it's got three tails. What? It was really crazy. That is ridiculous. And that one was a. It was so big, but it was because it was a pregnant like one with a clutch of eggs. And the clutches of eggs, the reason they're overpopulating so fast and they're yeah. doubling, is because they have like 60 to 70 eggs per clutch. And normally that's because most of them get eaten by predators. Yeah. But these babies in Florida where they have no natural predators, the entire je- like the entire birth is able to make it to maturity. And oh, my god! And the gosh. ecosystem down there is not equipped for that. That so is know what's crazy. And then if they do it again, have 60 and they have 60. Yeah. What so the heck? So this one that had all the eggs, it, they're strung out. They're like sausage links. So they're all in a big tube together, and they're small. So you have to get four of these to get what you would out of like a regular chicken egg. Yeah. And we actually, But amniotic fluid is amniotic fluid. So we <laughs> cracked it up, and we cooked it, and it cooks like egg. Really? Yeah, and it tastes like egg. The only difference is the texture. And because it's a reptile egg, it almost texturally is like thicker. And it kind of tastes like it doesn't. It tastes like egg, but thickness-wise, it's like if somebody mixed scrambled eggs with like Elmer's glue. What? So it's like a really thick egg substance. That's and we made trippy. like a little omelet with it, and then ate those. Dude, Aww. y'all are wild. Yeah. It was, that sounds. What? what it was how would weird. you prepare the iguana? Do you just like cook it like a, uh, like freaking? So don't have a lot of meat. Okay. Because they're the like reptiles. They've got like rib cage and skin, and then just organs all the way on the torso. Mm. There's not a lot of things protecting that. Yeah. They've got big muscles up on their arms, but the arms are little. The back legs, depending on the size of the iguana, we cut some of those off and we've like sauteed them, and they're Ooh. the size of a chicken wing. So okay. That's, but that's the whole leg. It's like yeah. a segmented chicken wing, and it was really rubbery. And when it hit the heat. It puffed up and it looked like a. It looked like the alien in Aliens. Oh, weird. It was very weird, and it was just. It they was gross weird. you out. They got like big cords of muscle. It was a little weird, 
Oh, and I'm not the sure tail about that. Is really the good part. The legs were fine, but the tail, because legs just taste like chicken. I, yeah. I know that's a boring thing to say. Everyone says everything yep. tastes like chicken, but uh, they really did taste like chicken. <laughs> and then the tails, the tails are just the vertebrae all the way extending back. So the vertebrae are like a cross section, like a plus sign. Yeah. And they, uh, they've got four big muscles in either section of that plus sign. So those muscles cook really nicely, and they're thick, okay. and they're like the strongest muscle in the iguana because they use oh. their tail as defense, oh. and they whip it. So we cut the tails off, and we skinned them, and then we fry. I had a fish fry recipe from one of the recipes, I, or one of the restaurants yes. from the high smart, school job. Smart. It was the Mexican place. It's called Cocina on Market, so shout out to them for the Let's go. fish recipe. <laughs> But we have the spices to make it, and we mixed the fish flour, and then we dipped the iguana tails in uh, red onion and pineapple and the Ooh. juice. Dipped it in the batter, dipped it back in the juice, dipped it back in the batter, fried them up, and then chopped it with a fresh set of pineapple and made like a little pico. Dang. And we just did that impromptu. That was, sounds good. Yeah. How fun. What a fun life. I feel like you've so much life in your little years. I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I, don't know years I only together. just turned 21, too. Yeah. That is crazy. You've yeah, had I'm 27. You've done some good I've had stuff. half the adventures you've had. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not, it's a lot of it is very difficult just because, um, like, I want to do weird stuff all the time. Yeah. But it, it not because I, I want to do it for the sake of it's weird stuff. Just the things that I have interest in, for whatever reason, ever since I was a kid, it's hard to explain to other people when I'm trying to do it. Like there was a while that I collected trash in high school, not like just like food waste and stuff, but like I would pick up furniture and stuff on the side of the road and just anything that I thought was cool. And it's hard to explain sometimes why I think it's cool. Yeah. So I just have to do things and then, like, explain it later. And then sure. I always have cool stories from it. Nice. Dude, I love it just, that. It pisses That's people off in the moment. And it's hard to be, like, going step by step. It, it's it's so <laughs> dude that's awesome well, that's great i love that you're just so true to yourself and how much exactly fun. Like, like you have these great stories now yeah like it was difficult and honestly the trip aside from cooking the iguanas and actually hunting them a lot of the trip wasn't fun because it was yeah. just a pain to get down there and yeah we don't have a lot of money yeah. but we just didn't know what else to do and it yeah. just seemed fun there's a hundred other things that would have been super beneficial and a good use of time for that summer and that point in my life with the amount of money and like spending it wisely. Yeah. Hunting iguanas was not. <laughs> hey, at least you got paid, <laughs> yeah. paid a little bit for them. Well, <laughs> they didn't even have the bounty program. So we were just doing <laughs> it just, do for, it for sport. But yeah, just for so it's not rewarding work yet, but I'm just hoping <laughs> that the experience will help me turn it into. Like, I, I can go so. to states that do have. Dude, for yeah. sure. And, and I can see it 10 years from now. We're in Barnes & Noble, and there's you on a freaking, <laughs> uh, your face on the cover of a book talking about it's true. how to hunt iguanas and make make a, um, the best side hustle. How to hunt, I don't know, <laughs> just some funny, but just some funny. That's what I was going to say. One thing is, does, do most people, because I'm sure there's other people that are helping clear out the population, mm -hmm. do other people do it? To, uh, do most people eat them is my question or is there some people out there just doing it just to get rid of them they throw them away you uh, know what I mean is it pretty common that they're ate or were y'all just kind of venturing out to see what it would have been like to eat them 
there's a lot of people that do eat them, but there's like instructions online on how you're supposed to dispose of them because you can't leave them. Okay. Because then like it will attract unwanted pests and predators. Yeah. It'll decompose and that's a whole problem. But what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to double wrap them in like a trash bag and like dispose of them in the trash because Mm. they're not even supposed to have decomposing bodies out there because that can even harm the environment. Yeah. Dang, okay. That's wild. So if you don't eat them, you got to throw that SOB away. And it's a very specific way to throw them away. Dang. But yeah. And part of the reason that I think it would be cool to go out and do the hunting and stuff and write about it is my same friend, Quinn, he and I had gone around and done some other journalism work uh, earlier while we were living together. And it was my first exposure to that kind of thing because he's been doing photojournalism for a long time and covered all of like the Black Lives Ra- Ra- Matter protests and rallies in uh, Virginia. Really? That, that oh, summer, wow, summer yeah. Dude. And that was the summer we graduated high school, and he's out here like photographing all of like, and a lot of it, he's like, his friends are getting arrested and stuff. I think he got arrested at one of the protests. He got tear gassed a couple times, and he's oh just out there gosh. photographing all of it. So he was doing pretty cool work. That's dude. He sounds like a pretty cool guy. You can look him up on Instagram. His uh, his handle is like photo dot quinn or underscore, but it's photo quinn. Dude, nice, at, nice. When we, have we our get future, off, I'll have to have you look it up, and I can link it down below. So. Yeah. And we're gonna have our future podcast whenever we do our whenever we get back together, the group. We yeah. gotta have one with Quinn in there. Y'all talk together because I feel like a lot, most of your stories have been with Quinn so to hear his yeah, side of cool y'all's story. Come on and like well, whether we Zoom call or anything crazy. in the meantime. So the journalism work that we were doing when he was living with me uh, okay so fucking buckle up for the story yes um we there was one morning we i woke up it, well it was not morning yet it was the middle of the night and i woke up and quinn says we have to go to dc and i was like what and he's like there's a protest and he's like there's a protest that we have to photograph there's going to be like one of the rallies the pro the black lives red matter it was going to do like a counter protest to some other protest and we were going to photograph the whole thing it was supposed to be huge and he was like we have to go there's a bunch of like like there's not really a lot of people covering this we're going to go up and do it so we make the two three hour drive from stanton virginia to dc in the middle of the night and we uh no oh my god no we drove my parents house we drove two hours to my parents house uh because there was a metro we could get on to. Oh, wow. And then, or we got a ride to the metro. But the point was, we drove all the way to my parents' house, dropped our stuff off, got into a different car, drove that to the train station, got into the train. We're in D.C. at this point, and it's at like an only just 5.30 in the morning. Dang. And uh, we haven't really slept. And we get in there, and there's just a lot of like Trump uh, protesters there. And we're like, oh, this is what's going on. And it's a lot of people. The whole train, everyone's wearing Trump hats and everything. Oh, my. Like, I can what's imagine. What's going on? And uh, we get into the city, and there's so many people there. And um, we're the only people not wearing Trump merch. And people are yelling stuff at us because of it. They're like, get out of here, commies and everything. And we just look like normal dudes. The only difference yeah. is we didn't have any sort of merch on. Decked out. Yeah, we didn't have a sign. We just looked like we... And I think Quinn's camera was a part of it. They thought we were like... Oh, uh, they're pressed. trying to... Yep. Yeah. But uh, 
we're walking through the, <laughs> Get out the of city and we figure out that the counter protest was canceled. So we're like, okay, well, we're definitely going to photograph all these other people. This is more people than either of us have ever seen in our entire lives. That's wow. insane. It is an insane amount of people. And this was on January 6th. Oh, no. Sh- I knew, yeah. I knew. I knew. I figured that's where this was. Yeah. So we finally, we're like, we don't know what's going on. It's still, this is on the day. Uh-huh. And we're like, there's a lot of people here, but I think we're done here. What? So we're hanging out and we're sitting in an alley. And I had just peed in the alley because there's no bathrooms open. Everything's boarded up. There's one store open and the lines down the block. So I'm peeing in the alley because I, I gotta go. Yeah. And it's DC. I've peed in DC before. But, uh, <laughs> no different. <laughs> yeah. No, That's gonna be change. your podcast title. Nick's peeing yeah. in DC. We're hanging out in this alley and we're like, I guess we'll go home. Nothing else is going on today. And uh, we're we're about to head back to the metro. And all of a sudden, when we leave the alley, we see everybody's walking in one direction. We're like, what the fuck is going on? This is really weird. And everybody's walking in one direction, and we start to hear sirens. And all the sirens are going in one direction. Ooh. And we're like, we're here with the camera. We're obviously going to go where yes. everyone's walking. And we're photographing all of it. We're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking. And all of a sudden, we're on grass. And it's like we look up, and there's the Capitol building. And Dang. we're like, we're not supposed to be here. Nobody's supposed to be here. Oh my God, they're climbing it. What? <laughs> and it's like, it's Shut so overwhelming. Up. And it's insane how little the news actually covered it it was an entirely different scene being there like being there i was like this is the end of the world like there's not good i'm gonna leave and it's, it's gonna be like this everywhere is what yeah I thought. I thought there was gonna be riots breaking out in every state capital like that's how much it felt crazy being wow. there. they cut cell service to the city so people couldn't organize uh so all the cell service stuff i can't text anyone i can't contact anyone Quinn and I, luckily, we thought to have walkie-talkies, but we turn on the walkie-talkies, and all the channels are flooded. Everyone brought walkie-talkies. You can't hear anything. It's just insane. There's screaming, and even if you could hear the walkie-talkie, there's so many megaphones and sirens and helicopters. There's snipers on all the buildings. We're seeing people popping up. They knew that there was something that was going to happen. And there's snipers already placed on all these I'm buildings. I'm getting goosebumps. This is literally like, this is like the and inside take I always wanted that I didn't know because, was coming right now. Because, I'm so, because so, I've been so, so obsessed with that day. I've researched what? it so much because so many people have said there was nobody stopping you guys. Guards, yeah. police were letting you in. Well, here's what's going on is there's, we get there and there's these big, like, um, like the shipping crates kind mm-hmm. of things, like trailers and shipping crates yeah. already on the green. And what happens is once the people are already inside the building, all the cops start walking down like they're the military and they walk up through these shipping containers and on they're walking out on the other side in full riot gear. So they have shipping containers full of riot gear already on the lawn because they knew that something was going to happen. Yeah. It was very strange and nobody talked about it. And 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 it was crazy because... The scaffolding was all up around the entire uh, building because it was like a couple weeks before Joe Biden's inauguration. So normally they have scaffolding for like a couple hundred people to sit up there. Yeah. But it's not enough for people to all be like hundreds and hundreds of people to be climbing straight up. it. Yeah. So we were really worried that the scaffolding was going to collapse and a lot of people were going to die. Yeah. But then you're seeing like people had brought like smoke grenades, like the colorful ones. Yeah. And there's like a lot of those going and it's like, 
it was just crazy. And as we're eventually we're like, we have to get out of the city. It looks like it's going to like get really bad. And then all the cars, nobody can get out of the city. Like all the DC residents were trying to leave everyone who came and didn't expect that to happen or trying yeah. to leave. And then we're trying to leave. And luckily we took the Metro because the whole, all the streets are blocked. Yeah. And we're seeing fights breaking out between like residents of DC and the protesters. Oh my goodness. It was terrifying. And that then we get back crazy. to the Metro and it's just people trying to leave. And it's like the Metro is crowded. Damn. And a lot of people that are down there don't even know what's going on up top. Like, there's just commuters down there who have been in the metro for a little while. Yeah. And this is all broken out in the last couple of hours. So you're walking around D.C. and you're trying to tell people what's going on just because what else you, like, yeah. that's what's on your mind. Yeah. yeah. Like, and like you said, in your somebody. mind, it's yeah. like, this is going to be happening everywhere. Yeah. Like, we're in danger. I'm like, like you know. they're in the Capitol. And there's people like, what are you talking about? This There's an old lady trying to give us cookies. And I was like, thank you, ma'am. There's people breaking it. There's a... Like something's crazy going on up there. Stay down here. <laughs> Keep eating your cookies. Don't go yeah. up there. <laughs> that but, uh, I'm so mind blown that we know someone that was there during that because I've watched so many videos. There's yeah. a guy, uh, Brandon Buckingham. He makes stupid videos. Yeah, he was there that day, and yeah. he's there's in the you know. I saw Brandon Buckingham. You did? I saw him at the uh, at the Idubs boxing match in Florida. Shut up. Yeah, we saw him in the parking lot. I didn't. I didn't know who he was at the time. That's crazy. I also, I met, uh, we were back. Wait, in, you were at the boxing event? Yeah. 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 I, you, I feel like you said something. I thought you said you just watched it on YouTube. Like, no, yeah, we drove I did down. too. My friend Seth and I, we drove down. Yeah, we he heard, said he was there. I didn't know what y'all were talking about. But he what? Said he was, it was fucking so mind blown, dude. It was really crazy. And you, I was talking about the fight, and you're like, yeah, that was the best fight of the night. You were there? I was there, yeah. That is the coolest thing. You're my new favorite person I've ever met. We saw Brandon Buckingham hanging out with Sam Hyde's crew in the park. Yeah, he's Sam Hyde. Sam Hyde was banned, and his crew was hanging out outside. Trying to be. Didn't realize that that's what. Dude, so you're right there. My car is in the background of his like video and like one scene. There's me and Seth in the Subaru just pre-gaming the show. Shut (laughs) up, dude. I watched Sam Hyde's shit's pun. He just had his fight and that and the. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I saw. Fucking he beat it through the dude's ass. But Brandon just made a video covering his whole fight and stuff. And that I've watched Brandon for a long time. Yeah. Do you know Danny Mullen? I've seen a couple Danny Mullen videos. So I've, yeah. I've watched him for a long ass time. But back in the day, he used to be able to, you could pay $3,000. And it was, like he had a Patreon or whatever. And there's a $3,000 call that's called Unleash the Kraken. Yeah. And he, Danny would come out with his crew and he would film a video with you and uh, hang out with you for the weekend or whatever stadium shit and so brandon did that and he made a video and he was actually pretty funny in his video and so i started watching some of his videos and then it, it but then danny and brandon had a big weird thing oh, where yeah, they, I knew fun- they had beef I don't yeah know what it's about but... yeah big beef and then brandon like went spray in the face with mayonnaise downtown and shit and it got this oh big... that's him yeah oh you watched him fight no, 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 no. He didn't, no. Fight. He was he didn't there. fight. He was making a video. But, oh, oh, okay. But okay, he okay. is about to be fighting. He's he got, a skinny yeah. little. Skinny with the yeah. long, long I curly hair. Because he did the mayonnaise. I saw that video. So he I calls don't know himself. Much. Elijah watches so many YouTube videos back home. He had that. We had our huge den. And that yeah. was him and our roommate, his best friend's game room. Anyway, so he'd have his huge TV and I'd go down there and watch it. And I just so happened to see those videos. But I don't know these names. These people. I don't know Danny Mullen. Don't yeah. like him much. Sam Hyde's great. Sam Hyde is Dude, he's. 
He is intelligent. He's, he's smart. Like, he's an artist too. He, he really went to Rhode is. Rhode Island School of Design and everything. Really, like he's, yeah, he's dude. And smart. he was on that TV show on on a. Uh, uh, well, Adult Swim. Yeah, Adult Swim. Yeah, and it's he is fun, dude. Piece. He is funny. Yeah. And the things he says and the characters he puts on and stuff, dude. I I I just recently and I never knew about him until I dubs. Yeah. Until he made his video with him, and but then it was like you know he banned it from the fighter clash and stuff yeah. because he would. I don't know if you watched that video or not because he like trolled him. Um, well, Sam Hyde is a loose cannon. Yeah. I think that was a smart move on Idos, but I've, yeah. I've watched Sam Hyde for like probably since around like 2016 when Million Dollar Extreme was like nice. still on Adult Swim. Yeah. But, See, uh, I'm just now finding him and I'm going back and dry. Uh, and all of his stuff has been taken off for most of it, so like it's hard for me to find his, good. Uh, his TED Talk? Yes, where he goes up there and he's like one of my favorite videos ever. Is that when he was trolling all those people and he's like trying? It's like the gladiator outfit. Yes. Oh my god, he gives a fake TED talk because this was back when it was like you had to be a person. Like everyone gets TED talks nowadays, but this was a while ago in like 2014, 2016. Yeah. And he he did this TED talk with all these fake credentials and he gets presented as like this guy who's helping in war-torn countries and stuff and it's just this goofy like artist performance art comedian weird guy and he (laughs) goes up there and he's just doing this fake spiel about like how you know it's called uh 2070 paradigm shift it's just it's a hilarious video it's We'll yeah. have to go back and watch it. And yeah. if y'all, they're like listening, haven't watched it. Innovative <laughs> forms of stand-up comedy I've ever seen. It's, nice. it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm so. Have you ever heard of um? Oh, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, that I watch. Oh my gosh, yes, he did the pedophile ones, but he also does like just. Oh, Cassidy ones. Campbell. Cassidy Campbell. Ooh, I haven't seen Cassidy Campbell. Okay, he's I actually Texas. love him. He he's one of my favorite ones that Elijah from. watches, but he's done some things, and this may not be similar to what you're talking about, but it reminded me of this, and it's it's interesting and fun and hilarious to watch, where he'll go to like a public meetings, like community service, or community meetings, or whatever, where you're allowed to like get up and like say your things. Yeah. But he'll get up and he'll be like. He'll dress up as like a, I don't know, he just says the funniest things and he's just going off until they finally kick him off. And uh, it's hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> and some of those, he'll be like, he's like, he's all for Trump. So he'll go up there and he'll be saying the most like un-Trump things, but saying it the most ridiculous. Just leftist Biden. Yeah, just like, like dressed up in like a freaking uh, uh, ballet uniform, like the tutu, a tutu. Yeah. And like, oh, like, I don't know, it's so funny. He'll go to, and he'll, he'll act like a, 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 a military soldier because he used to be in the army and he'll act, he looks older <laughs> than he is yeah. so he'll go to like Ingles Bass or Pro like or Ingles and he'll see some boy like you need to apply to your military son what are you doing what are you doing? <laughs> just like I can see for sure he'll go to a military recruiter too. yeah, yeah. He'll go to he guns. does a lot of ones too where he'll do like He'll have somebody on his team or whatever where they're acting like a 13-year-old person, whether it's a boy or a girl. They'll be acting like a te- preteen, a teenager. Yeah. And then this grown man starts hitting on them. Mm. And then so they'll plan to meet up with them. And it'll be like in this thing. And it's not like there's ones that do it where it's very obvious. But there's ones where he's like a – he's just in the store. He's like, oh, so you're planning to meet up with this person? And he'll go into military mode and start screaming like, at That's him. my daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my daughter. And he'll go mm-hmm. – so he's trolling him out. To, but it's like it's pretty effed up. But one of um, his biggest like, I'm going to call the police right now if you don't admit to it and don't do this and do this. It's kind of like, like the Joey Salads type like prank videos. But but not cr- – It's pre- but he's out there really doing it, and it's not really a, yeah. a fake 
fake Joey salads. Oh, you know yeah. H3H3? I yeah. They talk about Joey salads quite a bit on there. Yeah, but I one of, some of those. those I, watch, I watch quite a bit of H3. But Cassidy Campbell's one of his big... He does all kind of characters. One of his biggest one is he does a ghetto character to where he... I mean, I'm white from an abedo, and he's got the do-rag and the big <laughs> pants and the jersey. And what he'll do is he'll go up, and he just recently... He'll go with a friend, and he'll ask somebody, like, hey, man, will you mind paying for my Gatorade? And he's like, nah, man. And then he'll ask a guy behind them, which is his friend's stage, yeah. and he'll be like, hey, man, you buy me a... Yeah, I got you. Hey, congratulations. And they bring out a giant check. He's like, you just won $3,000. For a Tesla. Like, and then they'll be vehicles. like, dude, can you... And then the guy that won, that's acting that's just supposed so to be a bystander. He's like, dude, can you... thank you for being a stingy bitch, dude. That's thank you. <laughs> and they're taking... And then they're can you imagine? Are you angry? And then they're always like... Nah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. But <laughs> yeah, they do the funny. same thing. Where he's like, "Can I get five bucks for gas?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, oh, man." And then he asked somebody else, like he said, "It's a friend on the stage." We're like, "You?" And somebody comes up in a Tesla, and they're like, "Seriously, you just want it, man." But it genuinely oh looks God. real. It's not like this. It's like it. It. it he does it. He it's good does production. it very well. Yeah. It's, it is it's very, good. very good. That's cool. And very uh, played out to where it doesn't seem like he's being fake. He's very good at what he's doing and all. It all yeah. Out well. yeah. He. We when we lived in Oklahoma or Tulsa, he was only like four hours away in Texas. And he had the one meetup thing that was going to be some deal going on. And we almost went to it one time. He was like, you know what? Screw it. I've never gone and met some YouTuber. That'd be funny to go see it. He's a funny dude. But we, we ended up not doing it. But the, th- the fact that you went to that fighter clash, I was watching mm. all the th- all of going up to it. Um, you know, I mean, AB fought in the fighter class yeah. from there. It's he... I'm not a big fan of AB, honestly. He's AB there. from H3H3? I don't yeah. know too much about him. Yeah, he's my least favorite on the crew. He's too. He's too. He fought in the thing that you were at and you saw. Yeah. yeah. Like it's such a small world. I don't know many oh, people. Yeah. In the see, okay, world. well there you go. Now you see my mind yeah. blow moment. Yeah, both the super mega guys fought too. And the, the, so, I don't know who so when he is. started, I've said he reminded me so much of super mega. So yes, uh, and that's every, what started y'all's <laughs> conversation at Blue Play when he said he was there. I didn't realize you didn't catch the fact no, that he I said he was there. I never realized he said he was there. Yeah. I, I was. I caught that. I caught all the happening. I thought you understood the whole time you were talking. I know. That. I'm mind blown. But remember, whenever we drove. To work every day with Levi, we used to listen yeah. to Super Mega quite a bit, and they were okay. Well, I always had my AirPods in. Oh, you asked. I don't listen to their stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I only listen to HJH3 occasionally, and I'm sorry, Ethan, you're a narcissistic motherfucker. You pissed me off, but yeah, nowadays, I, I'm talking to him uh, now. But <laughs> HJH3, like Ethan, kind of, I don't, I don't really know about him nowadays. Dude, I don't know. I liked That's him in the, the beginning thing. when he for years and years ago, no, but like yeah, lately, the more I've, I've listened, I feel like he's very. He's, no, he. He wanted to change the name to H Three with Ethan Klein. Well, first of all, I listen to everybody on your crew except for you, so. That okay, makes no so sense. I I listen to every episode and I hate his guts, yeah. but it's like uh the I've listened to the show from the start back before I hated him. He says a I few wanna take, like him. Yeah, I want to like. Yeah. I, I want to like him. The things that they'll talk about, the people that some of the people on the show, Dan and Ian and some of them and Zach, I, it's it's worth me listening to because I have something to listen to. But there's literally like ninety percent of the shit that Ethan says, I'm like shouting out loud, like "Dude, shut up!" Or yeah. Ela, some of the stuff that she says, she's just so cringy. She's trying to reach that woke crowd mob. Yeah. That oh wait, what? I don't think you should say that about the. And it's like. Shut up. You don't even know what you're saying. You just feel like there may be something there to be offended. It's like, yeah. fuck off. It was, But I, I still listen to it. I don't know why. I lost respect for him because it seemed like 
because he had Jordan Peterson on his podcast way back in the day. Yeah, he took he off the pod. Su- it was a super respectful conversation and yeah. everything. And Ethan like spoke really highly of him. And for a long like time. Now that it's like trendy to not like him. No, it's I song. hate men. Yeah. Or what would we do without men? <laughs> that's that's, a, that's a really good <laughs> impression. But yeah, they, they just do that bit so much now, and it's like, I don't know. It feels disingenuous. It's, it's like he's yeah. just fake. You do you know, and it's I've all, I, I said, like that you it. He does what will get him. And views. I said from the start yeah. that he is my thing though. Is and it's almost like, what would you do if you're in this situation? I don't think he believes 99% of the stuff that he says or he does. I think it's always for the brand, and he yeah. knows it's the woke crowd. And I don't think I don't that know he, if he believes anything. I don't think he, but I don't. And I think there's a, I, I have multiple brothers, and he just he reminds me of one of my brothers. Oh, and so no. my brothers have plenty of things that are like, oh yeah, you're fucking dumb. But there's also stuff that like, yeah, dude, you're my brother. I love you. Why, like, of course, you're my yeah. brother. Yeah, so it's course. like that's almost how I view him because he, I don't know. So that's that's almost the best well, way to put it. Well, in the beginning of Ethan, too, I'll say the same thing. In the beginning of H3, I, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the yeah. podcast. I've always liked Eli until recently. He used to be one of, like, the most yeah. And there was so yeah. much he yeah. said that I was like, I don't agree with that. But I'll sit here and listen to your take on it. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to get the opposite take of mine. So... But now I'm just to the point where I'm like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Like everything they do, even their soundbite battles, their their, uh, cheater thing they did recently, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying right now. But anyways, he's just She hates everything I listen to anyway, so I'm like, I don't even give a damn. (laughs) Hate all you want. But there's, there's so much. I'm trying to think of another thing that... There's just plenty of stuff that he's constantly doing, but for some reason that, and there's, I think there's other people that I listen to. I'm like, I really don't, Yeah. you're annoying me, but I don't have much to listen to right now. You're what I got, but the fact that you're there and AB's fighting and um, the super mega, you're sitting there watching dad beat the shit out of him in person. That's crazy. I I can tell you guys another cool thing before i go I yes absolutely I that, that. And i have a few a couple more small questions i wanted to ask you but what's your next story i would love I to hear you i want to hear the story so the week after the inauguration we go back to dc because we figured something was going to happen on biden's inauguration yeah, oh, yeah. and the metro is going to be shut down so we drove in this time and we drove in the night before and slept in the car it was like one of the coldest I've ever been in my life, which oh, says man. a lot because I sleep out in the hammock almost every single day. Very night. true. And it's getting down to like 40, like 36 degrees. <laughs> but we slept in the car. It was horrible. And we woke up the next morning and the entire city had been locked down by the military. Dang. So no one was allowed in the city that day. So we're walking around and it's emptier. We went from the complete contrast of seeing more people than I've ever seen in my entire life, let alone D.C., Go to DC, where I've been going to a lot since I was a kid. Yeah, being so I'm familiar with DC, and now it's emptier than I've ever seen it. And the only people there are the military. There's check-ins everywhere, every single intersection. There's a military check-in. Dang. And, and it was effective. There's nobody, no protesters, nothing. And the only other people that are in the city is like press people. So we're just kind of chatting it up with like news anchors and stuff, talk, like seeing oh, like cool. a few strange like random protesters a lot of them lived in dc and there's like small protests going on and then we uh eventually were hanging out with like a couple of uh people who were doing like local journalism in virginia and stuff and then we ended up somehow hanging out with andrew callahan oh no way yeah 
Do you know that's Channel Five? That's yes. my guy. Yeah. He has this hoodie right there. I, I bought it for him. Like I, was a month gonna, ago. I was gonna, I was gonna wait for you to you finish talking, and I was gonna ask you, do you know about the People's Convoy and Andrew Callahan? I'm Callahan. I'm that. You're blowing my mind. Everything you keep saying, my dude. This <laughs> is meant like to be. I, I was gonna remember. put this on before you got here, but I was like, now nah, go green. Oh, awesome. I bought this from a few months ago. That's sick. Because he loves them, and it was a, a release they did, and so I bought it. That's but. crazy. Yeah, I don't even remember how that ended up happening. We just met up with one of Quinn's friends that was doing local Virginia journalism and then met up with this other girl that was doing stuff that was his friend and then all of a sudden No, it wasn't even planned it we saw um, Oh, there was somebody else. It was the uh, I think her name is Barney. There's a black lady who does like extreme like performance sort of pro protest and like okay. journalism stuff. Yeah, and she like uh, she'll like strip down to like just underwear and stuff and then wear like a big like Trump mask or something okay. Something along those lines and do yeah. like, a big performance thing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. very obnoxious. Not really my yeah. type of media <laughs> yeah. But it was cool to see her doing it like just yeah. like yeah. out and doing what she does Yeah, and then we see Andrew Callahan interviewing him and at this time at this point in time It was the same thing with like uh, Brandon Buckingham. I didn't know who he was in the moment uh, But Quinn knew who wow. he was. So he was like we're going to go hang out with this guy and see what he's doing. Then Quinn's the guy, man. And we're just walking around with him and his crew, and there's a couple videos. There's one video of me interviewing, and I, I don't even know where to find these videos at this point. I don't know if Quinn ever posted them or if his friend, there was one guy named Mikhail who was doing stuff in Richmond, and that's who we were hanging out with. He had a video of me interviewing some protester, and then there was a interview, there was, me and I think Andrew Callahan was interviewing the same protester on and off at one point, which what? was cool, but I don't know where that video is. Dude, that's when I got these microphones. One of the things that I wanted to do was to be able to go out and interview people, whether it's going to be like some drunk people at night at some random place or something going on that worth interviewing. That's yeah. one of my dreams. I love the thought of going and doing that. It just there's something about it. And I watched all of those. Like, that's just crazy to me. I don't know if he his stuff, but from what I've seen, it's all great content. And mm -hmm. he's done some crazy He does work. phenomenal. He's done some, there's a thing, it's another, oh, is it Spain? With the races, the bull races, and you run with them? Oh, he did the running of the bulls? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he did. Uh, you remember? We watched the videos too. That's one of the last videos I watched of the video. Was that him doing that? Yes. interviewed uh, Alex Jones. Yep, and that was, yep. Trial. I That's did it. Crazy. I killed. I killed those kids. I. What it was a wild interview, literally. Yeah. But he, um, what did you just say right before the running with the bulls, um, Andrew? Oh, I. I mean, all of his videos before with um, all gas, no brakes, and everything. You know, yeah. Joe. I don't know if you watched well, any of those. He was still on that all gas, no brakes when we saw him. That was before. His oh, that ended. was before the thing. Okay. He was working on a movie. That I don't even know if it's still in production or if that got hung up in his yeah. vice deal or if that yeah. was with Tim and Eric stuff. Yeah. But he was working on that movie and Quinn and I are in a lot of shots of the day that's him and with the inauguration. Holy day. shit, dude! Because uh, we were just walking around with his crew and I don't even know, like they weren't even mad that we were walking around with them. It was really we walked down to like some small bodega with them, and then they, we were chatting. And like kind of hearing how they do their production stuff, and then eventually we parted ways, and it was cool. It was like that's, dude, that's so sick. Awesome. It didn't You're feel awkward or anything. Life. I think they were a little disappointed that there was nothing going on in DC that mm -hmm. day. Yeah, and they were just kind of done with production for the day. Yeah, so they were just getting like 
whatever footage they could. Yeah. So they didn't mind. But it, it was a cool Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's I so cool. I would have never known. Like, imagine, this has been my favorite podcast so far just because I feel like we've had Oh, so honored. much the insight on dude. January 6th, 2021. I think it was all, right. dude, all of it. That's been this is phenomenal. The thought, the thought that you're the yeah, and that was what, what, uh, how far is DC from where you are in Virginia? Because that's like an hour. So I was, really I used to go to DC all the time when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so where you, she and I are going there for the first time we'll after when the season ends. We're gonna leave here Have and go straight to DC. To DC? No. no, go to the uh, National Gallery of Art because you can kill like multiple days in there there's so much nice. to look really at. it's nice. free so, nice yeah. there's so many museums that are free in dc what about i was the, looking uh, them up it's mind-blowing the smithsonian is it worth one it? he wants to go to Ooh, the smithsonian's cool i think this, there is you have to pay for the smithsonian it said it was free but let's it's, like it says play. It's free there's online, also a lot of them because the natural history true, yeah. museum used to be my shit i used to go to the natural history museum all the time when nice. i was a kid uh, but i think you have to pay for that one okay I, the uh National Art Gallery is just totally worth checking out. There's Dude, a lot for of sure. Check it out, I, yeah. I was going to say, I, ho- I was hoping there'd be some stuff that, that you would recommend since you said you've been there yeah, a lot. Yeah, I used to take school trips there and stuff. Like Nice. Yeah. We did like this one show when I was in this theater class, and that was in, like, we drove in and d- performed in the theater in D.C. for like a competition show. Yeah. Is it a thing that like when you, that people ever, I feel like I know that people would get tours of the White House. But, like, what do you do to get a tour of the White House? You um, just go sign up? Or there's you like- websites and stuff, yeah. for sure. There's a lot of stuff. You, you There's a whole lot of... I've, Did I you ever do a it? tour of the White House. I've seen, like, the Constitution and the Declaration. Really? Cool. Yeah. Sick. You can go see those. They're, like, in just a big glass container. Yeah. Like in, uh, National Treasure. Yeah, exactly. She's never exactly seen it. like that. You've never seen it? Watch that and then go to D.C. Oh, and just go to the spots. They, God bless. We're watching National Treasure because we're going to go to watch... That's We always try to talk about a movie to watch. Yeah. And there's a billion. So whenever there's a billion, it's hard to pinpoint the one to start on. Watch that. National go to Treasure. D.C. and go to the spots they go to because it's really cool. Nice. That's nice. exactly we'll what we're going to do. Gonna do. do. Yeah. Yeah, I've never watched Because all the spots anything. that are at, is, they're worth seeing. You know? nice. yeah. Especially nice. if you're interested in like That's history oh, and stuff. <laughs> it's great dude I, I remember when that came out on pay-per-view me and my family we were some broke mfers and uh we were raised on a farm and i was homeschooled mm-hmm. and i'm youngest at eight but only five of them where i was raised around or four of them mm-hmm. and um but every friday night we would rent a pay-per-view movie and we get pizzas from walmart frozen pizzas yeah. and we would each get our own have the pizza night Damn. and I remember specifically when that movie came on pay-per-view and we were watching it, and they were just like, this is such a good movie. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Still awesome. holds a place in my heart. That's awesome. Nice. What was there? So, um, I do, just just a random question I wanted to ask more uh, around the, so you're considering potentially going down to Florida for the winter season with the other yeah. guys here, which would be awesome. I'd actually love for you guys there. to all <laughs> go down there to yeah. keep up in contact with you guys. But, um. So, do you think that this is ever something you would do again in the future besides that, like, seasonal work, and you think you would ever get oh. your girlfriend to go along with you, and it's something you guys would definitely, like, Oh, I had a question about her, that? too, so I got a yeah, question, absolutely. too. absolutely. We've talked about it a little bit, um, well, we've talked about it a lot, but it's, there's not so much we can do together at the moment, because she's really set on finishing the school. Yes, yeah, she, absolutely. We both, I, it's we, just took, admirable. we took, like, a year off, because we graduated in 2020. We graduated high school so like mm-hmm. that was when all the COVID stuff was happening mm-hmm. yeah and it was like a, I, both of us 
I didn't really want to go back to school because I didn't know what the situation was going to be like. And I knew I didn't do well with online classes. She ended up going to Mary Baldwin in Stanton. Didn't really like it. It wasn't really for her. Uh, They didn't have the program that she thought they did. It was just a whole ordeal. Mm. So then after we moved out of that apartment and she was done with school, she went back to South Carolina for a bit, and now she's at UNCA, and she's finishing school there. Nice. So she's trying. She's plugging away. She's going to do a summer semester, finish up, and then, like, get out a year early. So she's, like, kind of nice. long on time. But, uh, yeah, she, once she's done with school, um, we, we were even thinking about maybe doing something, like, during her winter breaks. Yeah. Just to like get like a month or two here or something. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll be going back to school at AB Tech in the spring too. So I'm going to do, try to do Florida. Probably go back to Virginia for a bit. Then move in with her in Asheville. We're both going to do school. Nice. Sorry. Burping. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the con to drinking <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then uh, I'm gonna maybe go out to mark's place that he used to own in, in colorado. colorado shut yeah. up creed the in pizza the place yeah yeah but my semester ends like june 9th and there's some their season starts, starts the beginning march of may first a march yeah I or maybe told it's me may. may i don't know i couldn't misremember i mean i i thought he told me to apply in april because all the jamaicans started applying in may <laughs> but i thought i mean because he was trying to get us to go and serve out there or bartend yeah. out there but i may miss be remembering it's been months now so it may well, be March. it might be a different season front of house versus back of house i don't understand yeah, yeah that'd work, be but potential too yeah yeah and i i, I it's very like maybe it's I a different remembered yeah but I think that would be super cool. <clears throat> pictures of the town look crazy. And oh, I haven't really? been out west in a long time. Have you seen pictures of Nuh-uh. it? Uh, Creed, Colorado is the town. The big brown building is the pizza place. Okay. It's like the first picture that shows up. The pizza oh, place. really? There's not a lot of buildings. There's not like any fast food or anything. It's all just small local stuff. Ah. It's a real small town, and then you walk right outside of it, and it's all national park. Yeah, really? it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, like you're, gorgeous. it's kind of crazy. There's, it's a little surreal. There's a road, and then there's just a big rock formation immediately on the end of the town. It Interesting. Looks, I would love to be out there for a little bit in the spring. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also gonna apply to this, uh, this summer camp that I, uh, the, the camp that I used to go to that I, I mentioned that me and like half my friends all went to and. It's that'd like be a, sick to get yeah, to work so at a cool camp. Yeah, so cool to go back and be working. Like, we I've talked chilled, about yeah. that a lot. Uh-huh. It's cool. It's like a. It's set up kind of like a school almost. Like it's a environmental science based. It's the semesters were, or the seasons or the sessions were two weeks, and you. I would go every year, like middle school through high school, and nice. take you take classes on like ecology or cool. Yeah. How cool is it? See, we went to church camp. That's all we had back home. Church yeah. camp. <laughs> this was just called nature camp. That was just the, the That's name. That's sick. I'm jealous. I would have killed for was a like camp your parents signing you up for this, or were you out there looking for this? I So I was doing like an after-school nature club in elementary school. When, like it was just some little, like we would go on like nature walks and stuff. Nice. And we'd like dig through logs and like find salamanders and learn about conservation and learn about like invasive species and stuff like that and it was just a cool it's always what i've been interested in so So that's like my childhood just being i was raised on a farm being homeschooled so it's like that's everything i did but just 
I wasn't, I didn't have to go to a thing to do. We just would, every day we would go after our homework, we'd go out into the woods and just go exploring is what we'd call it. Yeah. And go just do some random stuff, act like it's we're pioneers. It was the best. Yeah. And so to think about someone that didn't necessarily have that, but then they went and they found it and that's yeah, the, the way of doing that, it. That's you have the sick. love, like now meeting Nick for everybody out there listening, we, he's out here hammocking. He has this, this room he can live in with the bathroom and he's out hammocking every night in his hammock. We've been gone and done a few camping things that he's gone to. He's sleeping in his hammock. Elijah and I go home every time because we try to sleep in our hammock. We can't. We can't, we <laughs> no. can't face it. And Nick's out here doing it and he's living it. And now to hear that this is where you, you grew up learning about outside and like all these things like oh, nature yeah. and, and you went to camp for it growing up. And it's like this has been your life. And it's that is so cool. Me. Like the worst parts of my life have all been when I haven't gotten enough like exposure to being outside like yeah just i you know the area i lived in growing up it was really suburban so like a lot of it was people who were like worked in dc and they were commuter areas so they didn't want to live in dc so these big housing companies would buy big chunks of old farmland up in northern virginia yeah and turn it all into subdivisions and like big plastic like suburban homes and they're not they're poor they're not good houses because uh, they build them with the cheapest materials possible, but they try to make them look more elegant than they can afford. Yeah. If they've just built them to look like how the budget for the houses are, mm-hmm. they could be very good, sturdy houses, but they're building them in like the vinyl siding and stuff. It just, it blows off every year in yeah. the hurricane oh, season. Yeah. So it's not a good long-term investment. A lot of those houses are going to break down break down and deteriorate in the next 20 years yeah. but they just buy huge like 16 acre lots and it's all a neighborhood so i grew up in those areas mm-hmm. and uh it was just like I, there was like little ponds and stuff and whenever i had an opportunity i was catching frogs and like yes. toads and turtles and yes snakes and Dude, that was my childhood every night we had two ponds on my land and every literally every night i would go down by myself sometimes my brothers when they weren't being bitch asses but most of the time they were off doing something because I was the youngest and I'd go down and I'd fish every night. We'd try to, and then my buddy Andrew would come down. We'd try to go catch uh, frogs. We'd do all kinds. We'd do some messed up stuff that I won't say on here to get us canceled. But we'd have some <laughs> good times out there with some wildlife, I'll tell you that. We weren't fucking anything, all right? So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm that. We'll, we'll beat that. Um, one question I've had on my mind. Yeah, you had a question from. Oh, no, oh, well, he, he, he didn't the, answer the question about the girlfriend because I was going to say something about, like, you know, she can potentially do any job. Okay, or yeah. I, what does she think about you doing this, you know, because y'all were living together? Or the way the story sounds like you weren't really, like, living full-time. It was more like you were staying with her just because kind of convenient? Well, or was or had it been a while? So when we were living in Stanton, she had her dorm and I had an apartment. But she moved up with a couple of her friends that were just trying to get out of South Carolina and move to Virginia so we all just got an apartment together nice and then when quarantine and stuff was kind of happening like the second wave and her school shut down for a little bit she just yeah. ended up staying with us yeah and then we 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 basically went from doing six months of six months of long distance to living with each other yeah and then uh lived together for six months and then she went back to South Carolina. I went back to Virginia for a summer. Okay. And then that was the iguana hunting summer. Yes. And then at the end of that, um, we both moved to Asheville. And then okay, that's cool. kind of catches you up to speed. Yeah. Lived in Asheville last year. Then this summer, I uh, 
just worked, did the AT hike, went down to Florida, tried to do an iguana hunt, didn't really work. <laughs> just got to take my dog down to Florida with my dad. It was a cool little nice. Yeah, and then uh, came back up, and now we're at Pisgah Inn. That's, that's, that's lit, it. dude. Yeah. And my other one question is: Is Quinn doing all right? <laughs> Quinn's doing all right. He's loving Warren Wilson. He's still doing photography stuff. He's like he nice. uh, books photo shoots and stuff. And nice. That's awesome. Little side hustle. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. I will say this has been such a great podcast for that. I've learned so much. You had so much experiences in your life that you could talk about and share that are just going to be so interesting. And to people listening, they were so interesting for us listening. And that was yeah, this has been so phenomenal. This is my favorite. I'm loving. I this. will say well, we are about 45 minutes season. longer than any other podcast so far. Oh, yes. So. Oh yeah, I kind of lost track of time. No, it, it, yeah. it was. Maddie might be here to pick me up actually. But yeah. Dude, we got to do another one before the end of the season, brother. We got to run it up. <laughs> Keep your story flowing. Even it doesn't like have to be the end of, before the end of the season. We'll hit you up. He has your number. We'll definitely make sure if we ever we could do a second one just for. Fun a part two with more of your stories and oh, yeah. uh, over Zoom or something. You know, what I mean sure. Skype or and the fact can... that you're willing to travel and camp and stuff. We're gonna be in cool ass places for the next couple of years. So whether or not you go back to school and have a week off, yeah, dude, come to Montana, come to Mackinac Island in Lake Michigan where yeah. we'll be in the summer. Even if you and Maddie yeah. just come and stay with us for a weekend or a week, literally just to come like, chill. Let's, Let's go do some. We got things. two trees outside yeah. of our house. Easy. Perfect. <laughs> Four trees. Even better. <laughs> is she is she the type of lady that would ever be into like hammocking the way you are, like camping like that, or she's, no? She's a tent camper because okay. it uh, it definitely helps with the bugs and the rain yes. and stuff. But yeah. we haven't been camping together a time where we've really tried the hammocks because we've always gone cold camping together. She likes okay. to go cold camping. Oh, okay. She's insane. She wow. just yeah. We went camping last February for my friend Elon's birthday. And we just went out to the Warren Wilson campus and set up, uh, and they've got a stone hut down there. Cool. And we just laid sleeping bags and had a fire, and it got down to like 20-something. What? Yeah, it was very, very That's frigid. wild. But, uh, yeah, That pretty sounds good. pretty fun. Yeah, That's if great. you guys even want to record another episode before the season ends here and then just keep it in the back pocket, I could tell you my Definitely. stories about, like, first time I got, like, a... My first uh, written warning, my first felony warning, was for uh, unlawful possession of a dead vulture. Shut so, up! Yeah, so. Dude, okay, we're okay, doing it. Oh, for let's sure. Let's do it. Yeah, it's fun. Right, we're, doing got, it. we're enjoying it. I've just hanging out and talking. Dude, okay. Then I don't have to say anything. one last question before this ends so that you have to ask that we can yep. end it on the same note as all the others. I, I ask this every time, but just know I'm excited. It's, that sounds phenomenal. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to that. We'll do it. We'll do but it my question, if you don't have anything, don't feel obligated to say something. But some people do. My brothers always seem to have something to say. Lots of my friends do. Mm. Have you ever had anything paranormal happen to you? Oh, man. Yeah. Or uh, a friend or whatever. So go well, ahead. when I was a kid, I was super into, like, paranormal stuff and also into a lot of, like, uh, um, like fantasy stuff and, like, monsters. And yeah. Stuff. Uh-huh. I, was, I was a very imaginative kid, too. So when I was in elementary school, I would go down to the pond and every – noise in the tree line was a swamp monster yes so, i don't know how much we have been best is, friends I, I i might have some like i might be wearing rose colored glasses with some of these memories yeah. but there was one time in elementary school i remember like seeing this uh shadow like this really tall lanky shadow walking behind me and like or it was the sun was coming in and on the wall 
next to me. I was seeing the shadow, and I turn around. There's nobody there. Ooh. So that's one. That might be just a childhood crack pipe dream that I I'm like it though. To, but, I like uh, it. Yeah, th- my mom had a lot of paranormal stuff happen to her when she was growing up. Really? They lived in Turkey for a little bit. What? So my mom was born in England. My mo- my grandmother is British, and my grandfather was from Brooklyn, but he was in the Air Force. So he got stationed out there, and they just oh, moved around wow. a lot. And then uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so they lived in Turkey for a little bit, and when they were living in Turkey, they lived in an apartment that uh, I guess the previous tenant had jumped out the window. Ooh, it was like insane or something. Okay. And there was one night where uh, my mom jumped out of bed, and when she was a kid, and like ran out of the room because she was like really like just felt this feeling of like she was frightened and there yeah. was, I don't know if there was a noise or she had a bad dream or something, but she ran out of the room and knocked down a table with a lamp, and the lamp shattered behind her. And when they got back into the room, the table was upright, and the lamp was up on it. Shit. And then that same apartment, there was a, they had an old washing machine, and there was a like small, like not like a pool of blood, but like a, a, enough patch of blood on the laundry machine where it was like, my grandmother saw it, and she was like, somebody got hurt, what's going on? And she calls yeah. my mom and my uncle, She's like, did one of you cut yourself? What's going on? And they're like, no, nobody's been in the laundry room all day. Oh, yeah, what the that's heck? crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you got a story. That was epic. What yeah. the hell, I'll, dude? I'll, so there's if some I can crazy. Think of some more. Maybe I'll I'll tell you. Yeah, right. we'll get them on the for sure. On Nick part two. What was it I said? We're the people are gonna want it, Nick. Nick. The people are gonna want it. Before part two. <laughs> oh man, I had to pee again when we were on the lawn, and I was just I was like, "Do you think anyone would care if I peed in this bush?" And he looks around, and he's like, "I don't think anyone would care." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what, the things people don't think about during a ride and stuff is where are you going to the bathroom? Exactly. Everywhere's yeah. gotta go. <laughs> That's so yeah, odd. Yeah, I peed but. during a major historical event. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. A huge Dude. historical event. And I would I, honestly, the next time we have you on, I would love to hear more about that if you had any more to say. Because I feel oh, like yeah. we could have probably talked about it so much more. It yeah, I know. So we, we, you, I had a questions. Next time, I'm going to have a piece of paper over here and jot down my questions because you said a lot of stuff that I kept being like, oh, but then it was yeah. the flow of your conversation. Then I was like, well, dang, I want to hear what you're now saying, but I just had something to say. Well, we can listen back to this and yeah, I'll make some memories. Definitely jot some down. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. I Dude, can't wait to hear it when it comes out. Absolutely, oh, brother. Yeah. This has been incredible. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, absolutely. thank you so much. This has been a blast. We can't wait to have you back again. All and right. if anybody out there has any comments or anything, leave them down for the next episode. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode.